get up. You know who wouldn't have a fucking problem with this, but maybe would also? Fucking Taylor Swift. There's got to be times that she was recording and she's like, you didn't fucking get that? <laughs> you didn't fucking... Well, <laughs> let's do it again then. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Bet she cusses like a sailor. I wonder. I, uh, I hope so. I hope so too. I, uh, she does definitely seems like she can cut loose, but you don't really see it in interviews as far as like acting wild but they're like poised totally receptive listening and then when and it does not take long for the interviewer to say kind of something stupid or low-hanging fruit <laughs> yeah yeah she, she'll like acknowledge it and be like either kind of turn it or be like fucking well, you hey. gotta save yourself dick yeah yeah <laughs> I, I really enjoy it i've been no she's very uh i don't know what the word is you want to say poise and that, that's part of it but it's uh confidence i guess she it's uh she i think it's it, it, i'll go self-worth self-esteem she maybe. is aware of how much work she's put in and that's, is putting in that comes from yeah you know she's got her ten thousand hours and she got her ten thousand hours by like the age of 17 how you doing jerry <laughs> i'm good man yeah here we go rolling start we're talking about taylor swift today yeah. Taylor Swift, he swizzle in the house. <laughs> I think that flies. Second album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. T swizzle, they still, they still say that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Swifties. I am curious, actually, felt. how this podcast is <laughs> going to do. I look at our analytics, Chris, <laughs> yeah. and I can see some artists are more popular than others. Really? Right now, our two most popular episodes are Marilyn Manson. Sure. You dirty fuckers. You know he's a dick. Quit downloading that one. I'm gonna take it off. Yeah, but that, you know, separate the art from the artist. <laughs> okay, you know, what do you got to do? But second, uh, very close second, Susie and the Banshees. Really? Episode. So I know what All people right. like out there, but also number three though is Whitney Houston. So I'm curious how this episode is gonna fly. Love it. Well, the idea is whether we listen to the music or not. It's we, this isn't just you know, um, uh, second album favorite records. Yeah, exactly. We did that for like the first couple of years. <laughs> first decade. Um, this is this is Taylor Swift's second album, Fearless. What makes a good second album? We've talked about that a bunch. There's just but there's just something going on. And with Taylor Swift, she let me let me do a general statement. Mm -hmm. From her first to her second, she's broadening some horizons, reaching a little bit different. Um, Absolutely. You know, a uh, little more pop sensibilities. But what we're going to find out is there's there's still a little bit of country in still here, Still some country left. Plenty of country left, actually. And and the good stuff. The, the, yeah, the yeah, song yeah, structure yeah, yeah. bones and, and, you know, what she was cutting her teeth on or whatnot. I don't know the best what way to grew say up it, to, What she grew up listening to, probably. She's from Pennsylvania, but it gets pretty country in Pennsylvania. Yeah, for sure. Like Amish country. Yeah, but they, they that's a different music. How would you know? They never record it. That's that's right. They they still can't figure you know, it out. They might have invented acid jazz. Put down the donkey. Come over here. <laughs> a good jam. There's something about the way the street looks when it's just rain. There's a glow off the pavement You walk me to the car And you know I wanna ask you to dance right there 
with a nice Adam Duritz. Yeah! <laughs> I, this, whole, okay. this whole song is a little Counting Crows, right? Wow. Wow. It's the mandolin. It's because they got a mandolin player. And they're, I mean, they're a little bit country, too. They were Americana or whatever whatever yeah. you're calling it today. Get a little Black Crows in there, too, maybe? Wow. Let's find out. But there, that's going to bring up the conversation of contemporaries. Totally. I don't want to rush into just that. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, you could hear Shania doing this song or uh, probably other 90s yeah. country singers. Yeah. Like the influence is there, but the songwriting is the songwriting is legit at this point for a 17-year-old kid. Right. It's ridiculous, kind of. It is. And out of these 13 songs, she wrote eight of them. Right. Impressive. And- that's a great point, man, because at this point she had about 250 original songs under her belt. Big notebook. And some of them are, most of them are written by her, and the others are in conjunction with these two other dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and her producer. Uh, well, her producer on this album is Nathan Chapman. Yeah. Now, Taylor also produces this album. That's they, right. They this split is her first co-producer credit. Yeah. 17. That's, well, that's okay. She knows what she's going after is what that means. Yeah. She knows what she's trying to hear. Got a vision. And actually, oh, shit. So there's two versions of this album. One that was released only about five, six months ago. Right. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Def Leppard came across this like maybe a decade ago. As far as like getting their music up on streaming services and they were getting a raw deal. Right, from right. their record company because they own the masters which are the master recordings the physical yeah. tapes yeah or hard drives in, in Taylor's case you know yep. the physical recording that you made is owned by the record label in most cases unless you yeah. are smart or lucky well there's even some shenanigans a little bit um, <laughs> always <laughs> with this and, and some masters and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it got resolved though but you, uh, what they, what Def Leppard did was they went and re-recorded Hysteria, note for note. Yeah. Recreated wow. it. Almost, I mean. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Well, she's talking about doing, what, her first six albums. She yeah, wants that are to. owned by Big Machine, which is who she, the record label she's on at the time. And ah. who she pretty much built that label. It was a very small, independent label at the time. Yeah. They rose with her. Yeah. Um, and it was a good relationship. Until they sold the company, or they didn't sell the company. They wow. sold her masters. They sold her publishing because she wasn't with them anymore. Right. Sold her publishing to Scooter Braun, who yep. she's got old time beef with, and it bummed her out. She didn't want him her. When it didn't want him making money off of her shit. Now that's some. That's some fucking hard some, business, big time, and going on. Oh. And seventeen years old. <laughs> well, this happened when maybe she was like in her late twenties. The the screw over. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it came it came after this when they're like, oh my god, this is this rocket ship is just like it's past the moon. Yeah, she's fucking. She's just this is all going. This is this is Beatles money, right? So if you're gonna stream, 
Taylor, and if you're a Swifty, I don't need to tell you this, but if you're going to stream your Taylor and Swift music, you just you click on Fearless or her self-titled, and it's Taylor's version. Nice. Okay. That's an. All you got to do. A, that's a good scoop. Which we're not listening to right now, but but yeah. I have it pulled up. You okay. Know, we could we could a b some shit a little bit later. Maybe maybe if we want to hear if, if that's inspiring, you know, we hear like, oh, we got to what'd she do to that part? Right. Because there's she's got like you were saying it before a bit. A lot of instrumentation on here. A lot of guest musicians. Everybody in Nashville, it seems like, knew that this is coming together. This is going to be solid. And with that kind of momentum, the talent, I imagine, just comes out of the woodwork. And They found some. A lot of people did not actually, they weren't going to bet on this happening. Really? She was too young. Okay. Uh, you know, you're letting her write her own songs kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Listen, I got one about uh, <laughs> about slamming your hand in a car right. door, and and, uh, and then you you cry for a little bit. And hats off to everybody at Big Machine for, I guess, letting her do that. Um, or they were smart and realized they could only fuck it up. I well, she is seems savvy, and um, this was totally intentional with her family moving to Nashville to support her music career, um, and. I think at, I keep saying 17, but um, she was touring by like 17. Oh, yeah, she was 15 or so, yeah. Her, her well, first, she, yeah. yeah, she was opening up. She was opening up for, uh, oh, yeah, man, Rascal Flats yeah, yeah. and fucking Georgia Straits. Um, <laughs> Georgia <shut> Straits. <laughs> Jay Moore's. Jay Moore's. Um, you know, so and Tim McGraw. And Tim McGraw. Who's, yeah. Yeah. What? I think she wrote a song called Tim McGraw. She did. Yeah. But it's not about that Tim McGraw. It is about this little... Of course it's not. Um, uh, This kid that had it slow like. and he was in the neighborhood <laughs> and he used to just mow everybody's lawns. Hence mm. the pig leg. Okay. Which Taylor Swift had. A lot of people don't know that. That's why. Her legs are so long. I tell you what, man. <laughs> I, that, that's, that is the all right song. Not nearly my favorite on no. this album. But, but it, respectable opener. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, right there. And it's not for us, Chris. It's just for people who like country music, eh? Sure. <laughs> and young people. Yeah, this is we maybe where I really became aware of my demographic. Right. Is um, it basically around this time, two thousand eight? Sure. You're like, oh yeah, fucking. We're this, our, yeah. And I gotta tell you, there's a few existential crises that i face and (laughs) when i listen to this album and also want to overcome but you know you wish you were just insanely talented or recognized for your talent and backed and it's (laughs) you know it's not that um it doesn't seem like in my consideration for taylor swift that just served a really good talent Mm -hmm. you know um, you hear about some doors being open and, uh, you know, there's flame ups of talent and that person knew this person who got in. It kind of seems like most of these steps. Sure. That's how you get in. Right. How do you stay? How do you stay though? No. Yeah. Um, nepotism will get you in the door. Yeah. Knowing somebody will get you in the door. I think it, she's been around long enough and sold enough records and done enough sold out tours and has enough 
crazy fans on the internet that will fuck your day up if you make a movie <laughs> on Taylor Swift. <laughs> is, is, has she yeah. gone on notice? Just watch, she, just just watch your mouth tonight, Chris, is all right, I'm right. saying. I know, right? Um, <laughs> what are they called? The Swifters? Swifties. The Swifties. Yeah. Swiffer, Swiffers. Swiffers would, would be better. That, yeah. But you didn't hear you didn't hear that from me. Dude, watch your mouth, dude. Yeah. Well, this next song is called 15. Yeah. You know, she's looking back. The she wrote this when she was gone by. <laughs> oh, she was looking forward to the future. Yes, that's right. And now she's still got to play it, you know, even though she, yeah. she's 31 now. She probably still plays it. John hates Crocodile Rock. Take a number. You take a deep breath and you walk through the doors. It's the morning of your very first day. Say hi to your friends you ain't seen in a while Try and stay out of everybody's way It's your freshman year and you're gonna be here for the next four years Okay, so this picture's right here. Yeah, yeah, this is live from the field Well, we're reporting from the field here Okay Not necessarily Oh, yeah Because... What I've kind Max of Max dis- Martin wrote this song. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I've what I've discovered is that Taylor Swift is kind of a method writer. Okay. She can she can write a song about a breakup because she heard somebody else break up sure. that she was in the she's room with. Path. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, she, she's she's putting herself. There. I do feel like she did go to school on the first day of ninth grade, though. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, every good artist is pulling from true occasions. <laughs> this uh, this one I think was about a. Um, like a, an awkward girl that she kind of, you know, empathized with, but also... Um, Redhead pre- named Abigail? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, admired. Yeah. You know, had that strength to be different kind of deal. Okay. Sitting class next to Redhead Abigail Soon enough your best friends Lynn's doing some work. It looks like some Rod Stewart shit, right? Totally. Nathan Chapman's going to town on that mandolin. As a producer, I think, and you're good at mandolin, I think you suggested a lot there. John Paul Jones does it all the time. You ever notice? Yeah. You produce something also, oh, and on the mandolin. <laughs> I wonder if mandolin gets intrinsically just popular if you can play it because you can play it when you can shit. Totally, that's a great toilet issue. That's a great toilet issue. It's kind of shit I was thinking about at 15. Oh my God, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Jesus Christ. She may be an alien that is like uh, communicating with uh, generations. Jerry's out on that. Chris, I have to tell you, I was writing songs at 17. Sure. I was not. I I would not let you hear them. With a gun to my head, <laughs> I'm just taking those to the grave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good on her. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we've talked about songwriting and and backing players and stuff. This is where she's starting to break away a little bit from that country thing. Just, um, you know that part in the song, but uh, <laughs> um. Fuck, where was I going with that shit? What was it? What did I just start saying? 
She can sing her ass off. She stays in this kind of range, it feels like. Right. She, I mean, yeah. She's not, yes. She's not Adele, but she works the range she has quite quite well. Not a lip syncer. Right. Performs live on TV, and sometimes, as live singers on TV do, you can tell they're singing live on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just part of the game when you're a real one like Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Easy. She can very easily lip sync. Everyone else does. Give her. She'll never end up like uh, Mariah Carey on New Year's. Right. I, I I imagine. You think there's there's been times where she's had to do the lip sync? Just she's done the yeah, Super Bowl. Like some some venues. She, she just hasn't. She's going to right. Yeah. Someday we're gonna see the Taylor Swift halftime show. She'll actually. I, mean, I would be excited for that. Yeah. Some yeah, stinkers, some, some stinkers. I feel like she could like cure CTE if she did the halftime show or something. <laughs> the healing like some, factor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes up. Yeah, or she'll. Yeah, because everyone's got problems with the NFL. Yeah, and some valid problems, but uh, and so it's like become political. Oh, are you gonna? Oh, are you gonna play the Super Bowl? Like you're not gonna play oh. Sun City anymore or some shit? You know? Gotcha. All right. The Maybe ven- only the venue's ta- getting toxic. Yeah. So maybe only Taylor can save it. Wow, America's sweetheart herself. There's a big the, that fucking the the pink month, um, November. Yeah, in no in the NFL turned out to be a real fucking scam. <laughs> I did hear about that. Yeah, it was like, nasty. And you kind of that's I get scared about that when you see those big, um, big movements, big charity movement for it, and you're like oh, wounded warriors mm-hmm. and things like that, and then. Yeah. Pine Turns out there's some shenanigans going on. Like, shenanigans oh, everywhere. Nothing but shenanigans everywhere. That was actually one of the working titles for this next song. <laughs> Nothing but shenanigans Nothing everywhere. Nothing but shenanigans. Love story. Okay, this one I'm going to say is a single because when I look at my Amazon music and it shows me the popularity chart, yeah, this one's 100%. You're reading the metric. I am. I'm looking at the algorithm. I'm not. I just see a bunch of ones and zeros floating by, but I can just. The discern metric in the matrix. <laughs> discerning like I'm. Uh, love story is what this song is called. I think I know what it's about. Bring that banjo. Funny enough, not think of Kermit the Frog when I hear a banjo. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You slow this down, and it's basically Rainbow Connection. Oh, yeah. Mumford and Sons, they're sto- stepping right on the post. Mumford and Sons stole Kermit's. Ho- no, I'm going to Nathaniel. Ho- I'm going to let you finish, Taylor. <laughs> Just saying, it's not easy being green. See the lights, see the party, the ball games. See you make your way through the crowd and say hello. Also, I want to tell you, she's a massive Def Leppard fan. Is she? Is this, just listen to this song. That you were Romeo, you were throwing pebbles, and my daddy said, Stay away from Juliet. And I was crying on the staircase, begging you, please don't go. She hit me. And I said, Who 
here in the purse. Okay, I was gonna say I think I know this one too. And it's because of that that chorus, yeah. that hook. Sticky. It's sticky. It wouldn't yeah. get out of my head when yep. uh, when I'd hear it on the radio or so. It's and a- you know what did that to me? The very first song that ever did that to me was uh, um, Queen of Hearts. Uh, no Juice one. Newton. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't know if I liked it or not. You know, it's one of those. Get rid of it. Yeah, pleasure pain things, right? You know, you're like, is, yeah, do I yeah. like this? Do I not like this? Am I angry loop? at this? Yeah. Like, this song. Get is, out of my head, right. juice. <laughs> this is a big chorus. Yeah, they're rocking four on the floor right now. Oh yeah, there's big kind of crow vibes going on. In this. Yeah, this is. You said crow vibes, yeah. right? Big yeah. crow vibes. Big crow vibes. Um, and that's it's not it's not a bad thing. I mean that's country as shit right there. But. I love that the mandolin made it in banjo. Mandolin made it into country. Um, not that that was the mandolin being played there. I think that was the banjo. Or fiddle. I think it, might, it was a finger-picked fiddle by uh, Nathan Webster. Ooh. Nathan Chapman. We just love him. That's tight. There's like this, uh, if you ever notice, like, if you, well, you probably do notice this because you fly all around the world. Yes, Bill. Uh, <laughs> that like thing, uh, things things kind of move around the, the earth in like uh, a wave. It's like it's like the whole earth is doing the wave, right, at a stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like something cool will happen, like a fashion thing will happen in London. Yeah, and then it kind of hits New York first, and then it gets out to the West Coast. Yeah, and uh, it's like that in music too. Like, um, and then you picture like maybe like the avant garde of like what is really cool in music or whatever, say like Europe right okay yeah and then it filters across to New York and then yeah, so you got like people doing really cool shit and then you got country music picking up on that about 10 years later yeah yeah yeah. and then way over on the west coast is Christian music and they pick up on it about 20 years late (laughs) (laughs) why does west coast have that Christian music what's going on (laughs) um that's why I'm hearing like uh, the kind of songwriting of like 90s soft rock Uh, sure yeah 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 that kind of songwriting like very dishwalla very uh, verve pipe very I already said Counting Crows a bunch but that's kind of where it came from a little bit yeah there's there's a a mix of that spice in the stew and it's you're right it's a little for the country style it's now heavier hits bigger drops more, well, Nashville's st- the Nashville's going to put its own stamp on it for sure, and they're I known mean, for being lush. Well, what's Jack White doing right now, or in two thousand eight? You uh, know, he's, he's fucking, thinking about moving to Nashville, right? <laughs> had he had he made it yet? Is he? Um, oh yeah, did he hear? But he already had the fist fight with that guy from the Danny mm-hmm. Warhols or something like that. Bon Bondies, Bon Bondies, yeah. <laughs> Um, who he was, uh, he was uh, messing around with a little bit of producing and stuff. Yeah, obviously, that guy turned out pretty well. Yeah. Nashville so seems Jack like... White's going to produce the next Taylor Swift record. I'm down, dude. 
Good call. We should we should call them. Do you, can you do do you follow up? Are you yeah, tweeting? Because they're, they're she's a big tweeter. I'll do a multiple face FaceTime thing. We can all get on. Um, another another aspect of being savvy is yeah, she's got a digital presence like a model of our guy. Well, she's a, she's a millennial firmly. And yeah, that, that's her world. Second second nature to these kids, Chris. Right. I don't know about phones with cords on them, you know. Would you? We're like a bridge generation, right? Generation X is kind of like the bridge. Sure. To nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, which was actually a song that was cut off of the this album <laughs> was a bridge to nowhere. Nowhere. That was big in two thousand eight, I think, when uh, they were talking about in Alaska with the what's her name, the vice president running for vice president. Jewel? Just to know. Yeah, totally. Remember that? <laughs> McCain Jewel ticket? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I was, yeah. They almost got it. But uh, was that called Love Story? That's what we just listened to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next one's called Hey, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> or is it Stefan? It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Stefan. I like that. that feel That feels right. Hey, Stefan. Who is Stefan? You can look up all of the themes and all of the inspirations for each one of these Whifties songs. do work on the internet. Exactly. There's, if you like going down rabbit holes, this is a, this is a Taylor Swift <laughs> is an excellent rabbit hole. I might have to do that. By the way, you think it's easy to hum like and so make it sound nice it's not <laughs> you think so try it and then record it and listen back to it as we walked we were talking I didn't say half the things I wanted to it's a little Chapman right there a little Tracy Chapman yeah, oh, yeah I was getting big like little fair vibes from this yeah, even sure. those yeah. that guitar lines reminded me of something too yeah, you said it was fair. Lisa Lowe. Oh. Never mad at a hammock. That's something that they just have in recording studios in Nashville. Yeah, well, any good recording studio should have a good Hammond with a Leslie speaker so you can yeah. just do it right. Let's let's do a few bars on that. Yeah, we just had it the line. This is perfect. Yeah. Not Steven, see? <laughs> that's cheeky. Uh, that's like uh, the knack level cheeky. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. For it. I'll allow it. Yeah. It's a little wry sense of humor that, that you detect. Which... Well, she's saying that's good. What kind of, she got that from, uh, uh, she said Brad Paisley inspired her because he was kind of funny. Yeah. Or was it Tim? One of them. Yeah. She was inspired by kind of like the way they worked their sense of humor into their music. And if you're listening, you yeah. hear the jokes. There's, there isn't a lot of uh, like um, distraught messages. This is all, this is, I'm going down, spiraling. <laughs> yeah. Don't know where it ends. Probably not. Typical seventeen <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> the dim and the street lights are perfect for me. 
I get big wallflowers vibes off this sure, one. Sure, sure. Like, Jacob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Nashville that I think it's a good call like there's anybody in that town you can find anybody that can play any kind of music for sure um, music city it's music city it's, re- it's really got some you know as, as I, mean, I keep thinking about your analogy of, of a, you know either washing over east to west or a, you know a dry brush of, <laughs> of influence that picks up in certain areas um Nashville has kind of a shortcut to some of that too, you know, for professional musicians who are going out there to do sessions that live over there or live over here and, and whatnot. So it's really good at uh, generating kind of. Um, it's a combination t- music. It's know? a company town. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Seattle is for Boeing and Microsoft. It's like it's the industry, and everybody's. Aligns, you know, it's like two degrees from the industry. If you live in Nashville, your cousin works in a studio or whatever. Yeah, your sister's a secretary at the uh, label office. Sure, and which I imagine could be a fucking grinding town too. If you're just not making it, or if you're catching sessions here and there, as far as a professional musician, because (laughs) you know, behind some closed doors, there's there's really tight shit going on. You're not, Mm -hmm. you fucking. Mark, I'd like to be in that session, or uh, holy shit. Um, yeah, but that's why people will eventually kind of leave, though. You see it happen because you, the, yeah, you get if you're not if you're not a superstar like Taylor Swift or you know anyone who <laughs> leaves Nashville, you can't really you don't have the uh, what is it the. Uh, the privilege of leaving town and and, right. and bucking the rules, right. like fuck these right. rules. Right, you're not shit. So no, actually, the rules say fuck you. And maybe you're like Willie Nelson, and you're like, well, fuck it, I'm going to Austin then. Right, which is what Nashville did to him. Uh, and it's just it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's I think a, it's, it's a, I think it's a grinder. Yeah, people want to get off the uh, the treadmill a little bit. Blame him. Yeah. Got real heavy, man. man. Yeah, fuck it. You know? <laughs> this is the well, things okay. you're thinking about when you're 17 well, right well, now. Well, this is, brings me back to existential crises when I, when it's, oh, it's all right in the title of this album. Um, whether it's, it, you know, this vignette has the 15-year-old experience and this vignette has this and this method song has that. Um, right. But I listened to this straight through today you know when i in the afternoon when i could really like just just kind of focus headphones it and finish up some projects and shit like that and uh dude i started i'm thinking heavy thoughts like like <laughs> you know man you know, when you're getting heavy man yeah um she got me earlier when you're 15 and someone says they love you you believe them right i'm like oh yeah. shit it's, i never write anything that righteous at 17 yeah. there's is other than literal chords there's figurative chords that uh, <laughs> that she's really tied into nailing um and uh they mixing wise they do a really good job of making her voice super clear there isn't really a lot of instrumentation that gets into her range when she's singing it's right. it's supported very well yeah but the guitars and the mandolin on that last song were uh hysteria yeah ding, ding, oh, ding, ding, i see what you mean by ding, that ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah 
She did that. Uh, she did that crossroads show on CMT with Def Leppard. Really? Yeah. I guess her mom was like a massive Def Leppard fan, and she got it in utero. You know, because like she was literally in the womb when that record came yeah. out. Nice. Obviously, the production's amazing on it. <laughs> and Mutt Lang produced that record. Married to Shania Twain for quite some time. Oh, dude, they are. Who definitely, we're bringing it back around into pop country. Absolutely, because fucking Nathan Chapman ended up working with Shania Twain. But boom. Do you want to know what his first album was as a producer? I do want to know. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. No shit. He's, Everybody's on the come up together. I love that shit. Yes. I love that shit. This has got a lot of on the come up together. Um, and it kind of feels like that. In, however, um, so, you know, you receive the songs. It has, the, the, there's an energy to it where everybody's invested. They're, they're putting their best foot forward. It's like. It's, uh, totally. Yeah. It, it, that's what it feels like, you know, um, which is uh, fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It, it comes through. But, th- you know, that guy, Nathan Chapman, started working with uh, a number of other country artists and sure. with Taylor for, like, the next bunch of albums. Yeah. Is he... Uh, I'm not going to ask you that question because you might Thank not you. know. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I, I wonder, uh, and I'm going to edit that out, but uh, I wonder if he's the guy that did her first record. Cause the guy that produced her first record, I believe, was the guy that produced her, de- like, the demos when she was writing those songs and part of her you know she got oh, big machine yeah, yeah. you take hire her you. for the, him for the <laughs> album because they just vibed they worked together good she yeah. liked how they worked together yeah initiative nice. as a young person right speaking up for things like that and not just yeah. going with the, you know it, i don't know who I, her management is or if she's really that self-actualized as a 17 year old i think she's fucking driven dude and has been i think that's kind of her makeup um, she knows what she wants to do. She wants to play music. At, you know, at a young age, she realizes she has talent. Her folks are also realizing that she has talent. They think, yeah, I think the first time your daughter shows you this song she just wrote in her bedroom and, and busts out love story on you, you're, you're like, okay, I'll see if I can get transferred to that. Yeah, you're like, let's, honey. Let's see about this. Um, if Quincy yeah. comes up to me tomorrow and says, <laughs> check this out. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, but we're going to Nashville. Yeah. And you can come or not. I hear it's a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Let me play Jimbe on one of her fucking tracks. You got it. I'll let you in on the ground floor. <laughs> because quite honestly, Dave's got to be drumming, dude. Yeah. It's... Uncle Dave, man. <laughs> dude, the guy's a hammer. You kidding me? We're, hammer. Gonna, no, you, we're going to if we're going to Nashville, forget that shit. Dave can Dave can stay here. I'm getting Kenny Aaron off. Ah. <laughs> 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 fucking Steve Gadd doing not the fucking, fucking around, man. Get out uh, the back, Jack. Yeah. Get this on the next, train, Blaine. Jane. This next one I think must be like a, a Deftones cover. Like I said, I haven't listened <laughs> to this record. Uh White Horse. Oh, White Pony. So it's about heroin then. Yeah, she had a big big drug problem. Cello. About 10 years late. 98 to 2008. And in, in 2018, this was the hottest sound in Christian music. <laughs> Day 
girl I should've known, I should've known That I'm not a princess So this what I like in hindsight about a Taylor Swift um, I really like about um, geez, Why do I, I keep space? Because maybe I, that's a shit premise Cut that, cut that I would say she probably uh, she moved up a couple time zones when she went pop. Like she moved east. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she probably drug Nashville a little further along in the timeline too. Like whether they want to admit it, but they they got scooched up a little closer to the uh, Greenwich Mean Time. If you know what I'm saying. For sure. And this album on the ship of Taylor Swift created a big wake. Yeah. There is a she lot. She moved the international dateline, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sparse arrangement. That's when you know it's a good song. It's when you can play with like barely nothing and it goes. Happy endings. Now I know I'm not a princess. I I'm not the one you sweep off her feet. Lead her up the stairwell. Delicate background. Little, there's a little bit of male vocal Just background. Little piano, tiny cello, little guitar. You gotta have the cello. Yeah. Like a simple stew. Don't need that That's many right. ingredients. Amazing. It's gotta Amazing be good class. ingredients. Yeah. And as far as cellos go, that's class act right there. Cello is, is raising the bar immediately. Again, Nashville. We got that one of those in the other yeah. room. Give me a second. It's totally tuned up. This is Brian. He knows how to play it. Yeah. I tell you what, man. You're 17 years old. Younger than that. I'm going to project here now. Mm-hmm. This is... I can see relating to this song. Oh, I fucking relate to this song. I'm 40... Five years old because I was 17 in one, but we were all 17 is the beauty. That's why they can't relate to the shit we say because they ain't never been 45 before. <laughs> That's why we sound ridiculous to them. And they'll never get it. I didn't get it when I was my age or when I was in my, when I was 21. I did not understand dudes that were 45. Yeah. I had no frame of reference for that. That's true. I thought they were talking out their ass. A lot of times, a lot of they times were. they were. However, would have had a little more sympathy for the poor guys because being in your forties stinks. Look out, Taylor! It's coming for you. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to Taylor's album she makes in her forties. You kidding me? I was meaning lyrically, but I don't want to prove the point because I don't remember all the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Taylor's album she does when she's forty. Yeah, you got her, her yeah. Because I think her and Adele are like the same age, right? I, I don't know. Pretty sure. They're real close. Yeah. And, you know, you know her, she'd start naming her albums by the year, when, how old she was when they came out, 19, 20. I kind of always felt that Adele was about 35. She, like, she's got that mature uh, countenance on her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's the one thing that I was, I guess, kind of suspicious of Taylor Swift, where, uh, you know, where you're like, Wait, wait, that's that's it. Very well put. 
you know, <laughs> and you're a little too young to be uh, very sure. well put. She, I think you may be an alien yeah. that is and coming she would do that came thing down to Earth. To, she would do that thing a little bit where she'd come out on stage to her sold-out stadium shows and just be so shocked. Oh, it's too much. It's like, I can't believe you all came. I like nobody told her the ticket sales. I have she complete control and, and not complete control. I have, I have, I, I've so much cognitive influence on what I'm doing, but this, this surprised me. This is blowing night my after mind. night. And you know, it's like, okay. But once this, again, what? Once again, what? She's 17. <laughs> sure. Dude, what would you have done? How? You gotta. Yeah, fuck me. I'd have you gotta. Hey, not even come that close at this 17 is the show. to being that cool. Yeah, I cool. can do that show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd have shit the bed so hard in her position at age 17. And could you imagine the hearts you'd break if at you, your crowd is, you come out and you're like, yeah, it's just like last night. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You'll like this one. <laughs> Why do, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Because who knows where the middle point is on a record anymore, Chris? That's true. That's true. Let me play this last song, and then we'll call that the middle. But this is also a single. You Belong With Me. And I have a feeling that, we're going to rec... Well, that is true. And I am going to give a long-distance dedication. This is going to Chris Vival from your podcast partner. 12-plus years. The long-distance dedication. You Belong with me. I didn't know it was going to be so upbeat. That's, that's nice. It's good. <laughs> and we fought and we fucked and we fucked. Girlfriend, she's upset. She's going off about something that this you said. Uh, she doesn't get your humor like Who she sound like right here? The, oh, Avril Lavigne. A little bit. A little I'm bit like Avril Lavigne. Typical Tuesday they're sharing space. Yeah. She's sharing, sharing space with Britney. I think Madonna has some like Yeah. It's a crowded field. She loves me some lap steel, dude. Fucking song. This is uh oh, oh my god. Somebody just knew all the money in the world was coming their way when this fucking recording came across their desk. Yes. Somebody at Big Machine was the first person to listen to the the tapes and they're like, oh fuck. They started shopping for houses in like the south of France immediately. It has all of the the markings of just pop hit. Yeah. This is where she's pushing against the t- her own time zone right here. Yes, exactly. She wears high yeah. heels, I wear sneakers. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. And I always thought, I quite honestly, I put the pieces together. I always thought this was a little on the nose. And, and again, it comes because she's a method writer. She, she can sure. project herself and make the story and, and whatnot. Oh, this is how this movie's been made a thousand times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty Prince Jr. was in at least two of them. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> it's a big chorus, though. Shit. Got Michael Anthony playing bass back there. Yeah. 
banjos. Love it. Petty and the Heartbreakers vibe too. Sure. <laughs> I'm feeling that in there. Fucking bridges. Classic drum comedy. break that down that is genetically built in a lab for the radio right yeah this is the mute this is kind of when i knew that they didn't want me shopping in that department of the bon marche anymore or uh right or right. uh not the bon, macy's right this this starts coming out over the the speakers and i'm like oh that's right i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> i'm looking for jeans in the wrong I place have wandered <laughs> beyond the wall you hear taylor swift Move it on upstairs by the suits and the Tommy Hilfiger because you don't need to be looking at the the cool jeans. Yeah, it's true. Move along, old man. But I gotta tell you, you know, shake it off. If you hear that, you might you might linger a little bit until the next tune. Absolutely, that'll be years later though. It does take you back though to like 2008. Yeah, which is probably the last time I was in the cool part of Macy's. Chris, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and. uh let me, uh, that's a great segue, Chris. I'm gonna, let me tell you what the top albums were that week. Bring it. Of November 11th, Year of Our Lord, 2008. <laughs> Country was happening. Kenny Chesney's on the mainstream charts at, at number 10. Yeah. Future, uh, who's the guy with the Margaritaville? Uh, Jimmy Buffett? His future country Jimmy Buffett himself, Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's from that... Uh, Jimmy Buffett, Sammy Hagar's doing it too now, you know. Totally it's a lifestyle the, thing. The palm tree Caribbeans and the fucking hey, tropical areas. I'm not knocking his hustle. I fucking get it. He's moving units. Yeah. God bless him. But Lucky Old Son, that's the name of the album uh, he was had at the time. Uh, oh, fuck. You remember Snow Patrol? Number nine. Oh, my gosh. 100 Million Sons. Yeah, 2008. Sure. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. I don't even have kids yet. This is oh like my gosh, yeah, right. pre-wheeling. Is it you're in West I'm Seattle? making kids. You're not yeah, in yeah, the ghetto. No, you're over in down the... there. I'm I'm busy making kids at this point. Right. I don't have them yet, but I'm. Yep. I'm they're on layaway. Nope. I got it. They're they are <laughs> they're they're probably <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how many cycles. Do you? Yeah, about 180. We got there. God Shots damn. away. Number eight, Celine Dion is still on the charts with "My Love," the essential collection. So she's you know she's wrapping things up. At this okay. Point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, God bless T.I. T.I.'s been in the news a little bit lately. Who's T.I.? The rapper from Atlanta. Oh. And actor. Okay. An American gangster with uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, He's shit. He's been in a bunch of shit. You think? Uh, it's a movie I got to see again. Yeah, yeah. Rascal Flats, future. Uh, well, Taylor had to. Tour partners with yeah. Taylor. I, I, she, she was well, she already done yeah was she at this tour was she over? I don't think she was opening for them at this point I don't I think, think she this had tour. already opened them no for. yeah I think they're in her past right now okay well it makes sense they're they're right there in that same vein because she does go on tour with this album yes and someone who is a, a real main vein a real penis Toby Keith at number five yeah <laughs> that don't make me a bad guy that was his album mm. eh, actually yeah. god what a douche yeah, kind of anyway. does. Kind of does a little bit. 
Big friends with Sammy Hagar, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Sammy gave him the idea to write that fucking Yeah, he's like, right, you got to write a song about the Statue of Liberty kicking everybody's ass, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm glad Sammy didn't keep that one for himself. Uh, John Legend, though, number four, Evolver. That's like, uh, I don't remember. I, don't, I feel like John Legend's just always been with us. So I don't really know if that's yeah. like early John Legend. Was he just popping? I'm, I'm developing a while. an alien theory, and I think John Legend. Think he could be maybe, one too. I think so. Yeah, I know. Or you're like, when did, was there, what was before? Were you always here? I was. Your dad's like, oh yeah, John Legend. I listened to him when I was 12. You're yeah, like, fuck, he's a vampire. It's called the Mandala effect, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be soundtrack. Oh, number three, the official motion picture soundtrack, or was it a motion picture? High School Musical three. Okay. Senior year. All right. This I don't is a young. So uh, what's his name? Who's uh, a good-looking kid that had the Bieber haircut at the time? And um, yeah, Vanderbeek. No. Yeah, no, younger than that. Younger than Vanderbeek. Yeah. Younger than Vanderbeek. Yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah, Vanderbeek. Good-looking kid. His... He did some movies. Yeah, but he was in that uh, High School Musical. Okay. And uh, number oh hey, always had a little soft spot for Pink at number two. See? Pink with Funhouse, which she's starting to fuck with Max Martin now. Yeah. And so she's getting those big Max Martin songs. Getting the, the Swedish Jedi's are on the job. Yeah, I I really like. Uh, we should we start checking out. I don't know. We should, we should figure it out. We should do it because I always liked her. Yeah, exactly. It always stood out amongst like that that the Aguileras and the and I got a soft spot for Britney too. I will always love Britney Spears for sure. But uh, Pink was just like I would I would kick it with Pink. That's what. Yep. Yeah. Like, all, I still would you... to this day. And she's paying all the fines for the Olympic athletes who don't want to wear the fucking bikinis at the. Uh... Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pink to pink. There we go. But number one, you're never gonna, you're never gonna fucking guess. Number one right, in right. 2008, November 2008. Who's got the number one record in the land? Remember, man, I'm so bad at trying to figure out. You're what never the dates gonna are. find out anyway. You're never gonna guess it, Chris. You just throw out the wildest name you can think of. The Commodores. Oh, so close. ACDC with Black Ice. Really? Yes. Number really? One. For the second week in a row. <laughs> wow. I love it. I don't even have to listen to that record because I know what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. They, 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 Look at them they on the a, top of the they, charts for two weeks. ACDC in 2008. In the 21st century, ACDC's yeah. camping out at the top of the Hot 200, jeez. Oh, you know geez. what? I would like to know a little bit more about ACDC. Maybe, you do their second maybe, album. Maybe I love the Bon second Scott album. years. Yeah. That, another couple of things that's happening in the world that I probably wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, let's let's remember from before I had kids. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try, man. Uh, there were Tibetan monks that were arrested after March 14th on rest. Um, there was uh, a site. headline's evergreen. Yeah, exactly. This, this is what I'm starting to notice through a <laughs> lot of these titles. <laughs> what war do you want to hear about? And uh, the Summer Olympics in Beijing started, you know, so yeah. that's good. It was good to have. Um, and uh, let's see what else is known for. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a financial depression that happened oh, around the oh, United States. Oh, that's right. 
Jeez, after the last year or so, I forgot all about the Great Repression or yeah. the regression, the refreshment, the Great Refreshment, I think is what they called it. I think that's what they settled on. Great Recession. It may be also why I had no bandwidth for uh, enjoying Fearless. Got no time for Taylor Swift. I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> yeah, I got I can. <laughs> Good for you, girl, but I'm trying to get that money. Framing decks in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Just um, like her now, we were in our 30s. Right, right. We had no yeah. reference for people in their forties. So, without harping on it too too much longer, what we would do for for entertainment is uh, maybe you're gonna go see the movies. And in oh. 2008, we got a new, a new fucking. What's the name of the director? That's Star really really tense. Oh, M Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. Yes, this one is about trees. Oh my God, it's Mark a, Wahlberg! I think it's the fucking trees, guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we also found out that vampires can sparkle. They can sparkle in the sunlight. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is the Filmed little skinny forks. kids from Forks. Uh, it is called Twilight. The little yes. skinny kids from Forks. Yep. It was a working title. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I actually think that kid's a good actor these days, though. He is. I Patter- like him a lot. No. Patterson's great. Yeah. And he was good. He was in Harry Potter movies. He played Cedric Diggory. Yeah, and she's gotten better, I think. Like, I wasn't a big fan of her much. I, I didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't really think she had much range. I think she's really good at pouting and stuff, but she's proved me wrong since. Terribly miscast in that yeah. movie. She's proved me wrong. Do you know John and John Burns yeah. uh, and Jason Laramie were in that movie? Hmm. But they're in the, it's a scene that got edited out. They're in Twilight? They're in Twilight. How the fuck? Yeah. As surfers. Okay. And they were sitting in, like, in the in the truck, in the, I think, Jeep Cherokee, when yeah. they all went to go surf. And they're like, we're going to go out and surf. And uh, <laughs> they end up going to um, a beach in, in uh, just north of Cannon Beach. Okay. I won't blow Oregon. up the spot, you know, but it's actually pretty popular. Um, it, it's a coli. It's called National Park. Everybody knows about it. It's an awesome wave. And so they, they filmed it in the in the okay. top parking lot. And yeah. uh, those guys were some surfers in, in their own Jeep Cherokee. As a pack their North, own Jeep Cherokee. As a pack Northwest surfer. Yeah. Are there any waves by Forks? Oh, there's there could be hidden waves okay. over there, but but it's dude, the Washington coastline, half of it you're not allowed to go to. True. So there's stuff there. There's definitely stuff there. <laughs> and almost every beach has a day, you know? Yeah. Maybe it happens once every few years, maybe whatever. Sure. But so I imagine, I'm dude, I imagine there's some big fish that swim around there. Dude, it is a rugged coastline. Rugged. <laughs> um, what else is rugged is fucking Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Oh, shit. That's the last, that might be the last Clint That's Eastwood last movie one. I saw. Yeah. He, yeah, he kept him. doing them, but I, that might be the last one I saw. And I didn't it was watch the it was sniper, good. and I didn't watch the him smuggle drugs in his butt. Or whatever nah, I didn't he see did that one that either. Movie. But this was good. He was just playing like an old racist guy. Yeah, that comes around in the end. Yeah, he's like a, like a really rough. Was he Vietnam vet? Because he was calling those Vietnamese kids some terrible I don't shit. Know. Yeah, it was. It was. Just... He was very like. <laughs> uh, this is before. Oh, this is right around the time when, or is this? Or was it 2012 when he when he did the whole talking to the chair like it's Obama thing? Yeah, this is before that. Later, yeah, yeah, this is before we. This is, he he lost his gun. Before he gets, um, 
and this I had also seen Million Dollar Baby, and and after oh, that yeah. I didn't have a lot of stomach for what he was putting out. Was so Million was Dollar part, Baby before or after? I think Grand Torino. Before. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it was after. Before. I don't know. I'm making shit up. Um, I heard he does like just like one take maybe two yeah and then you're moving on yeah we're gonna get it what a fucking way to work i know and he gets good he's a good director right dude hope he lives forever yeah (laughs) wait wait what (laughs) uh role models came out that's a fucking awesome funny movie uh we got a gun man couple other things that came it's out his dick <laughs> it was it, it's a good fucking it, there's some good laughs about that, that one, movie man. um we had che come out so uh-huh. now we all you know and uh that was benicio del toro yeah it was a two it was like a like a two movies it was like use your illusion like two movies came out at once that were yeah, the sequel and the right. prequel Look at this, Chris. I'm just looking at the uh, the singles that she released. We're all out of singles now. We're on the second half of this record. We're all out of singles. That whole first half was basically the singles. Yeah. Uh, Love Story, White Horse, You Belong With Me, 15. And the opening track, Fearless, was released as a single on January 3rd, 2010. Yeah. Like, this record had some legs. For sure. Like, uh, went certified diamond. On this tour, which she did for 15 months. <laughs> That's some Van Halen shit right there. Yeah. Four countries has the record for selling out several of the shows in less than a minute. Okay, you know what? Maybe she really was surprised when she came out on some of those shows. <laughs> See, I think, I think she, I again, method. I think she could put I her think, there, and it's genuine. Uh, that's you know? crazy. That is, and, and she's not insane. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Look what happened to David Lee Roth. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Um, it's a, it's a heavy lift in shoulders right now. Um, again, the album's eleven weeks at the top. It, it uh, you know, eleven weeks at the top of the charts, and it's country and pop. It's crossing mm-hmm. over now. In that 2010, um, she gets uh, youngest artist to win album of the year. <laughs> Twenty years old. Yeah. That wasn't the only thing that she won for this album. She got on the second album so much fucking attention and press and um, just kept writing more and more. Just kept, there's no, okay, yeah. so you get the fucking point that Undaunted. Kanye, fucking Kanye <laughs> had let to, you finish. Yeah, had to jump up on stage. This is that year. This is off yeah. of that album and okay. this is off of that tour. Yeah. Second album. That's kind of when I, that's when she's on my radar. I don't know if I knew much, if you played me from her first album, if I would yeah. know much of it. Same. And then this is where she comes on to my little circle influence. Right. The, the, the sonic border says you're yes. on the wrong floor in the mall. Yes. Like I said, it's right around this time. <laughs> so let's, let's get going in this singleless second half. Yeah. Oh, that's bold too. But this song she co-wrote with uh, Kobe, is it Calais or Kaye? Kobe Kaye, motherfucker. That's how it's going to be said now. <laughs> Breathe uh, with Kobe Kaye, motherfucker. And uh, she sings it with her, too. So isn't that nice. neat? Nice. That man the girls vibe so hard around. I see your face in my mind as I drive away. Thought it was gonna end that way 
People are people and sometimes we change our minds But it's killing me to see you go after all this time She goes humming again Yeah One hummer A humdinger That's like what whistling is to Axl Rose Yeah yeah. Humming to and Taylor Swift. Sounding cool whistling while you're trying to record a track is very yeah. difficult she's too. Putting attitude into a hum. Yeah. It's there's a little bit of jewel. There's that Cheryl Crow. Jewel could hum. Yeah. Cheryl Crow could hum. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if Taylor can yodel. The jewel can fucking yodel. Give her time. Give her time. Yeah. As those vocal cords mature into their forties. That's what that Taylor Swift forties album is gonna sound like. I feel like I would sprain a vocal cord if I tried to go right now. It, may, it reminds me of uh, the, the, when Cheech is singing that song. Mexican Americans don't like to get up early in the morning, but they have to, so they do it <laughs> real slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not bad. It's just this is not a well. It's not a single. We're, not, we're out of the singles realm here. Yeah, this is you know it's a little in general. I could use uh, some, some proper names. Another lesser artist would probably. This would be their single, though. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, here's Lisa Loeb kind of influence. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. This is, this is very Loebish. <laughs> Loeb with strings. Right. Yeah. Nashville Loeb. <laughs> Just saw her in, like, one of those Geico commercials, you know, yeah. that... She lives in a hyperbaric chamber or something. She looked like it was 1996. Good for her. She's one of the aliens, but she did Listen, not break as, yeah. as long as they expected. But they still, yeah. you know. Taylor, pay it forward. Get Lisa on the next record. Come on. She invented playing in those little poofy skirts. Dude, we, we can have Don't a start wearing glasses. Lisa Loeb and Lisa Loeb and Annie DeFranco's early relationship friendship in the coffee houses and then uh and then the different choices and direction and it it, it hurt their friendship yeah. there's something that goes something that is <laughs> on the lobe files <laughs> more to lobe than you know for a clean break don't to save me Very late '90s uh, power ballad vibes. Yeah, kind of feels like keyboard strings. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, make it a joke, but um, agreed. You know, it's just it's, I can forget this song for the most part, and uh, can't finish a, a, a good coherent thought apparently. <laughs> but let me bag it's on good, this right? song. <laughs> yeah.
I don't know if that's how I kick off the second side, but she's not thinking about that because she's 17 years old and she doesn't know what a fucking LP is. <laughs> yeah, she got people around her who maybe are like, we should do this. And then the other people are like, listen, sides are gone. Yeah. This is, this is, we're, most of it's digital. Yeah, talk to me about sides. <laughs> Get them out. This guy's done talking about sides. You know her favorite band? Huh. You too. No shit. Yeah. They are also purveyors of big choruses. Big so, choruses. You know, she's right away. She's like in Def Leppard and U two. Yeah. Both stadium fillers, like herself. Yeah, and then you, you got to write certain kinds of songs if you're going to play them in stadiums. You cannot be the Mars Volta and play the Enormo Dome because I saw it happen oh, it and it wasn't work. good. It didn't work. And the Mars Volta is great. Yeah. They're not an arena band. Yeah. You have to write a completely different kind of music. And that kind of music is evolving as like sound systems evolve and stuff. But for the most part, That's it's fine. a very slow moving process. Mm-hmm. Arena music yeah. has You're to just be. not building new arenas. It you know, <laughs> doesn't happen all the time. You just like. Eh. has to be a certain way. There has to be those big choruses. It has to be broad strokes. And listen, so broad strokes are awesome. You read uh, think paintings that you can think of that are. Yeah. Done in quote broad strokes, and they're fucking gorgeous. Totally, but it's a different game. Yeah, but you can see those paintings from the fucking cheap seats. That's what <laughs> <Right>. I mean. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so she either understands intrinsically just because of the music she listens to, or a little bit of that, and some good coaching and good producing, and it's all coming together. I uh, yeah, a savvy. Tell me why. Is the next song that I'm gonna play for you right Tell now? Tell me why. That's also Max Martin. <laughs> oh shit! Hip hop fiddle beat. I took a chance. I took a shot. And you might think I'm bulletproof. <laughs> it's such a Natalie and Bruglia thing to do. <laughs> My theory is holding water like a motherfucker here tonight, Chris. I'm gonna just. I'm going to toot my own. I don't know, man. I can see this being a single, too, though. I feel uh, that's... That's solid enough. I think they just got tired of putting out singles, apparently. I don't think that there's a quote. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they had a strategy, but... Uh, Absolutely. There's a we- there's a wealth of songs. There's no way this song can... suffers on country yeah. radio. Right. Come on. Right away, I'm A&R. <laughs> Bass bill. That it keeps me interested, song structure as well. But you know, in comparison to like, um, who would I who would I mention before? Natalie Merchant mm-hmm. or um, um, or in Bruglia. You know, or in, or in Bruglia. Um, 
I like the textures of it, but I, I like it also pushed a little bit further, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And her her voice is doing a lot of it too. Yeah. She has that she how does he how do you how do you sound like the girl next door? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like we said, she's not You can't she, teach it. She's and not singing I'm saying Dion. this kid's got it. She, she yeah. doesn't sing like that. She's not pink. She doesn't have the you know. Yeah. She well, it's just like okay, so. that girl we all knew in, in school that would write poetry for you. I don't know. You I don't know. know her? I knew I, her. No, I, yeah, I but I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that's her. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, she wrote poetry I for did, her boyfriends. Get out of here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> her her um, song about getting into a fight really irked me. Which one's that? It's not on there. Oh, okay. But it comes later, but like Saturday night, getting into a fight. Saturday night is all right for fighting, though, Some Chris. people and have it's said in the so. book. It's and in the book. for some reason, I thought book. Elton meant it more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bernie. I think Bernie was the one getting in fisticuffs. Um, there, are, there are those certain tropes that fucking um, totally turn me off. Like you said, yeah. you're on the wrong floor of the mall and kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I can find that throughout her, her catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, really like the gumption. <laughs> I like what she's going. I like what you did here. Uh, yeah, no, that's a I, that shit. That, that song could have. I think they just ran out of time. She was already had another <laughs> record made, and they're like, "We got more singles, kid." She's yeah. like, "Fuck that record." Listen, it's twenty ten. Tour is going to be fifteen months, and literally her next album you have to go. Don't speak or uh, speak now. <laughs> I got it confused. Mm-hmm. Speak now comes out in two thousand ten. So like basically, right. she's still getting hits off her last record when she's dropping her next. It, it That's is a crowded. Is a schedule good rhythm of skipping lily pads right there. So yeah, tell me why it's not going to see single. She says she likes to spend about two years making an album. But that's because that's she's fitting all that tour. She's touring for a year and a half, so that's really right. six months to make a record. And God forbid you get a week to chill out. She writes. She writes a lot before she goes on stage. Yeah. She finds, a, and not like right the moment before, right. but when she when they set up shop in whatever fucking arena it is, um, she'll go find a quiet corner and put down some ideas. When you're raised right and supported by your parents, and you don't have a drug problem, that's what you do before shows. Is write music, right, right, like right. You're like, oh, I'm gonna be going on tonight. You're feeling inspired. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Do the work. Listen, everybody. I need a little bit of quiet time. I'm gonna go into the corner of the catwalk. Fucking try not to <laughs> break a femur climbing up that rusty ladder. Why are we playing in this dump? It's picture, a coliseum, honey. It's a fucking dump. Long, long legs dangling <laughs> off the scaffolding. Big guitar, and she's just writing like bad blood, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guy's uh, like, listen, I got to rig the lights. They're like, Taylor is up there writing. Get back off. She's writing our next tour. Why don't you fuck off for 15 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> yes. I'm going to go right in the next one. You're not sorry. This is what this one's called. I do think she probably just says, got it. But <laughs> she finishes. Thumbs down. More strings. All this time I was wasting hoping you would come around I've been giving out chances every time and all you do is let me down And it's taking me this long baby but I can't I this, she's from Pennsylvania right? 
she didn't go to Nashville and put on the twang. Like I don't think she you ever caught her singing country like like that. No. A lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. She does it. She's a take on that that collection. Uh, right. Vibes from that one too. Yeah. <laughs> the verb fight wrote all of the songs for uh, <laughs> Avril Lavigne. That's her producer doing the backups, but uh, it's kind of nice when they put in the male back. Like I like, I like it when male singers have female backup vocals, and I like it when, and vice versa. Yeah. It's just yeah, there's something about well. it that vibrates well. Yep, it always sounds good. Um, and I like that. Cheryl Crow it, it did is, that a lot. Yeah, and mixed down. Mm-hmm. I don't really like a presence to it. it, it you no, know. you're not trying to go like full Indigo Girls, where like you like Simon and Garfunkel, you know, or like where it's yeah. dual lead almost yeah. at some point. Honestly, that's kind of tough. To it's a to. dope thing to pull off, but I just named like the two dopest in the game, and then it falls off steeply yeah. after that. Kiki D and Elton John, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, the the Liam the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Nashville solo. Oh, it's over because they only give you like four bars in Nashville. Yeah. Don't yeah. go. Don't go, sweet child of mine. In it. Did he get it? Why didn't we get it yet? <laughs> well, because I was just tuning up. Yeah, it's fine. Let's go yes, next. Yes, you're tuning up. You're tuning up my wallet right now. <laughs> we need to get Pete back on the. Uh, give us Pete, Pete Stewart back yeah. on the podcast. Just it's this um, because we're, we're talking a lot of shit. But he could confirm a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> and has in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if he would come on and we wouldn't make him say anything incriminating, but he could. Yeah. Uh, God, I mean, I wish I had him here on this discussion. He was in Nashville in 2008. I'm sure he was plugged into what was going on with, with Big Machine and all that. Yeah. It's a small town, too, you know. It's like everybody That's knows. Kind of what I was surprised about uh, visiting there is. Um, a couple strips, you know, and then you're looking. You're like, "Where's that studio? Where's this studio? There's no, there's no big fucking neon signs that are saying like, this is where that's recorded." And then that's really intriguing because you know all the good bars and live music are not anywhere that anybody actually goes unless they know where they're driving off to, right? Like you and uh, the Big Easy. Yeah, yeah. Getting the underground show. Yeah, I got a taste. Yeah. I got a taste. Hungry for more. Remember, like the Bluebird before it blew up. Where was the Bluebird? It's in Nashville, and it was like this. Oh, yeah. It was like the songwriters' yeah. spot, probably like Spanish Castle. And, and now it's yeah, but <laughs> but it's like now it's it's been on TV and the movies, and I don't know if it's hard to get in now or if it's been ruined. Yeah. You know, like see so that's what things get. This is about the time we're starting to see like Katy Perry come on the scene too, and like the new forces are rising. Yeah, I think Katy's about to kiss a girl and like it around this point. Yeah, 
the way I loved you. That's past tense, man. The way I loved you. Yeah. Very country. Okay, so. Very country. Right we we cover this, and it would be fair to um, cover it on this episode with this artist. Is uh, a good breakup, bad breakup? Oh, bad. Yeah. I think bad. I mean, nobody talk, but because I think everyone's afraid to talk shit once you break up with Taylor Swift because you're just going like to get Trump. The, they're like, oh, this is the Tom Hiddleston record. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Are they together? They were. So, like, God, whatever like record. good dude. I know. He couldn't hang. Yeah. Apparently. I don't know. I have no idea. She couldn't I, hang. Maybe he was too cool for her. For we sure. Don't know. But, but I, you know, she 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 has got. They're both busy professionals. got a lot going on. Hard to on, keep dude. Yeah, relationships had, together. Yeah. He's busy being Loki for 10 years. She's busy being Taylor Swift for 10 years. Where are you going to even find time? What are you going to do? You know, I think she's in the sting category. I think, <laughs> I think we're like, yeah. during the breakup, she's going to be fine. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, how, how cathartic is writing a song about mm-hmm. anything that hurts you? And yeah. so... You, she's up there with Sting, you're right. Yeah. And then if you got a little bit of that method, you can also put put things in places. Yeah. You know, so she can just be like, I'm going to write a song about that. That's going to hurt me for a little bit, and it'll be right the fuck over there making me millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucky. Not a bad job if you could get it. Let's check it out. See how country this is, the way I loved you. Could have gone a lot of ways there as it was coping up. He is sensible and so incredible, and all my single friends are jealous. <laughs> he says she does, um, she's a short melody writer, you know what I mean? She likes, she quicker, faster, does a lot of short repeating uh sort of lines um it's the uh it's the op it's well katie perry too listen to a lot of katie perry songs the melodies aren't long they're very very short and repeating and, yeah yeah and they're sticky that's that's also you know by design oh totally because and actually it's a lot harder to pull uh bring mccartney back into this but like yesterday where the melody doesn't right repeat. it's not repeating and you're like, what are you doing? And, and that gets stuck in your head. That's wizardry. Yeah. That's yeah, dark that, arts. That's, that's somebody. That's white. Mm, that's the end off the white. Right <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That, you get away with that if you're one of God's favorites. But for mere mortals like us, we're writing short little melodies. Yeah. Knowing the wheelhouse, man. She's got that fucking 10,000 hours. This is uh, not maybe in sound so much, but maybe lyrically inspired by Alanis Morissette, where often it would sound like she was singing a list of things. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> where every every verse goes, ooh, never heard that side of the mic before. Uh, there's a lot of lines starting with the same word, you know, uh-huh. but it changed, you know, singing, singing a, a list, like a, or diary. Yeah, yeah. Which probably in both cases is true. I think she does a lot of writing. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've heard this song a hundred times on country radio. Not this song in particular, but this song in general. 
it feels um, familiar. It's meant to be on the back half of the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Things out. It's like, yeah, it moves. Until you can get Max Martin on the phone to fill up the, 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 yeah, the rest of the record. <laughs> this, could be, uh, this could be a stadium bathroom break if you're going to play for a couple hours. Yeah, you gotta, I don't know. Because there's a lot of parents that go to those shows. Yeah. So you got to give, you know. I wonder what her set list was looking like right around this time. Like, you only got two records, so imagine you're playing a lot. Well, yeah. now she's an opening act. She's probably getting 30 minutes, so. Right. Whatever the hot single yeah. was from the last record. Well, she, yeah, but she tours off of this album. So it's basically the last, it's going to be the last two albums she's pulling from. Yeah. And this is what we got, like, 13 songs on this, I think. Yep. Like it's her lucky number, apparently. It is. So. She breaks it down in interviews. Does she have a record called 13 or sorry, a song called 13? I just remember, like, it was like old English, like, gangster lettering 13 and, like, Taylor Swift. It was on the side of a bus, dude. How could you miss it? On the side of a bus. Oh, it's the like reputation <laughs> around the. Maybe it's a song from the Reputation. Like Reputation, that was her like tough guy record. You remember? I don't. Oh, but but yeah. is, that, is that where there was the fighting? The fighting song? Maybe. I Probably. Don't know. I didn't have the album. I just remembered. She yeah. was. She. I think she, she was in my sphere enough that I I knew when Taylor Swift records come out. I listen to enough music yeah. podcasts, Chris. So keep up on. Okay. Be swizzy. How did how did uh, Taylor? Um, kind of roll into your family dynamic. <clears throat> yeah. Well, once you have a couple little ladies living in the house with you that love music, yeah, Taylor Swift's going to become a part of your life. Uh, Katy Perry's going to become a part of your life. Yeah. Um, Billie Eilish right now is a, is a part of my life. And those three I just named, I was never mad at any of them. Adele, they would listen to all, like, yeah. Um, and now it's, you know, it's varied now. And they listen to, they both kind of split from that. When they when you're <laughs> right. young, you know, you got primary colors. and That's yeah. a great way to put it, man. Primary colors and then splitting into. And now they're getting into sub-genres where the youngest one is really likes the Beastie Boys and The Weeknd. Yeah. And shit of that nature. Yeah. The other one's like Shawn Mendes. And, and so, so, I mean, these things being familiar, they are also going to strike. A little bit of uh oh that was road trip times and that's, right you know yeah it was songs that make you think about your kids right a weird thing teenage dream was the first song margo ever sang with her Get mouth really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> max martin <laughs> max martin <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> fucking guy dude maybe uh it's yeah, okay Dumb okay. idea, but maybe there's a, a podcast where we talk about producers. Just go, we we attack music, but from that direction. Sure. Because there's a lot of learning I can do. Because you definitely drop names that I that I you know pretend I know, um, like uh, like Bill Bottrell, the Bottrell spell, the Bottrell spell, the Bottrell smell. Yeah. Uh, that, would, that might be a neat way to come at it. That'd be fun. Yeah. Then I can finally have to remember the name of the guy, the Wall of Sound guy, that I can never. I just have to say, uh, guy that shot that lady. Oh yeah, Spectre. Spectre. The, his name has been erased from my brain. Somehow I had a traumatic injury at one point, and, and you the just, space yeah, where just, his name used to live. Yeah. Fun. Funny enough, same thing with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, forever and always. Not always and forever. That's a different song. Right. This is forever and always. Once upon a time, I believe it was.
was a Tuesday when I caught your eye We caught on to something, I hold on to the night You looked me in the eye and told me that you that light. loved me <laughs> Were you just kidding? Cause it seems to me This thing is breaking down, we almost never speak I don't feel welcome anymore, baby What happened? Please tell me Cause for a second it was perfect Now you're halfway out the door Doing a Bowie right there. He would play that texture acoustic in the back. Break up with Taylor Swift. Don't don't say anything. I think I think <laughs> don't say don't, big statements. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Watch it, man. Why do you say forever and always? Don't definitely don't meditate. It's like on Game of Thrones when everybody when anybody said, "I'll see you at, at the such and such," yeah. or "I'll be back." Yeah, yeah. Dead every time. You just you know don't say anything to her that you don't mean. Can't back up. Or just think, think about what you might mean in the future. Think about the future. Dude, Meatloaf basically wrote this song. <laughs> me, this just is a sleep on it is Meatloaf. what you need to do. Exactly. You need to sleep on it. Sleep on it. Or you'll be praying for the end of time. <laughs> R.I.P. Steinman. Which I got, okay, it's sidetrack. Def Leppard we were talking about. Do you know Jim Steinman was hired to produce Hysteria? And they spent like almost a year working with him. Trying to get that record together. Really? Nuts. It, it, like, in what stage of their career? Hysteria. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, you did, they couldn't did, get it done. That, didn't you? Yeah, but they couldn't Dude, get it done with them. Really? Just it's kind of like a mix. Gilliam film. That's, that's yeah, that like would have been strange. Where you're just like... Hold on, we catch the last one bar of the solo. Absolutely generic. Well, that, I think, in a way, that uh, I think if you remember a guitar solo in a Taylor Swift song, you, you probably you, you're, you're doing like, it wrong. Or it's, I don't think it's engineered to have that happen. Yeah, you know, she couldn't get Brad Paisley on a cut. I think there's good solos, but there's, Urban, they're not there's also some feature act stuff. You know, like like where. Okay, I'm going to compare her to um, Cat Stevens uh-huh. because I think their percussion and, and uh, the, the bass um, flirt with what Cat Stevens did really well. His band on, on all, basically all of his good shit, um, they, they messed with a little bit of time signature, some staccato beats, like it was more exploratory. Uh-huh. And on this side, was, uh, it, rhythm it, section. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so as a lead singer songwriter like Cat Stevens and like Taylor Swift, you gotta, you know, you're either making something way greater than the sum of your parts or you're using a lot of good machinery to make your fucking um, career in the this case. The big machinery. Yeah. LLC. Literally. <laughs> the best day. Good story behind it. See, this is what your sister was texting us about. Oh, uh, okay. Called up a bunch of friends, said they want to go to the mall with her, and everyone like turned her down, but her mom took her to the mall, and then all the girls were there hanging out. Uh, 
doing shit without her. Beyonce should have won. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, come here for real. Because um, yeah. you sent this text today, the best day. The cool story behind it. Is this the one oh. about her mom and the mall and the girls? Yeah. Okay, I just told the right story then. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was crazy. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no friends. Yeah, I got I caught go one time by a friend it. who we all told we couldn't go to the mall with them. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Descending line. Who can't appreciate a love song to Mama? Is that what she's talking about? It's, a, it's an underserved genre. Okay, I thought we were about to listen to the mall song. Yeah, it, it, her, so her mom took her to the, the mall, and you know, she, maybe I didn't finish the story. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, is I don't have the, the ultimate consoler. Different town. That's so a, she wouldn't see so him. Yeah, she wouldn't get Those caught. Bitches. They wouldn't get caught. That's solid. How did she find out? She, she got there and they were already in the Victoria's Secret looking at. But went to shorts. the other mall. But then they just went to the other mall far away. The second time around. Yeah, because I don't know. Maybe later. <laughs> if, if you're gonna talk, you gotta talk in a mic. Yeah, that mic's not on. It's probably you got a cold mic. Yeah, you got a cold mic. Get here and. You, Better than an icy mic. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, nice to have two malls. Got the option. We didn't grow up with that. Uh, also about the album artwork. I feel like it. It actually does represent like going country and transition to pop because she kind of has that naughty Lucinda Williams type of like country. That, yeah, with her hair all flashback. And, oh, here we go. You sound like my mother. You sound like my mother talking about Bono in 1987 <laughs> with his hair flipping around all <laughs> sexy. So, Bono. You set up a pink set in the kitchen and you're talking to me. Pizza? It's the age of princesses and pies. They are both good in the kitchen, yes. And the seven doors. Daddy's smart and you're the prettiest I don't, I don't think I have anything good to add wide world. to your podcast. <laughs> now I know why. Thank you for making me busy a week from now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Even when I was wrong, and I love you for giving me your eyes, staying back and watching me shine. And I didn't know if you knew. So I'm taking this chance to say that I had the best day with you today. Never swap it off with some tequila. It's fine. Thank you. The best day. What was going on? Your sister had fun things to tell us about that song earlier today on a text thread that just came to life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yes, she will be the Kanye of this episode. It's only right. It's yeah. only right. That is the penultimate song of the original release of this album. Because this album has had several releases. Okay. Not even before she re-recorded it, there was like the platinum version, the super supreme VIP version. That, I mean, this thing this thing doubles in size over the years. Sure, it's like V'ger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when you said penultimate, what's that? Next to the last. That was the next to That's it. The, then the ultimate. Don't you remember that uh, Magic team from so Vegas? So Penn State Penn is like the before the state. Yeah. Next to last state. She's like, it is like the next to last state, and then you hit the ocean. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good like that. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we got one more song on this thing. Yeah. Have you heard this one? You recognize um, this? You seen this? I don't you know. Heard about this? We're going to find out. It's called Change. All right. One again. We get another, two Deftone covers in one record. <laughs> uh, she's a hip, hip, hip lady. Kind of feels like a later in the set sort of song. A later what? Later in the set sort of song. Yeah, yeah. It's her Rosalita. Somebody else gets what you wanted again. <laughs> yeah, I see strobe yeah, yeah. lights. I see the big the confetti falling show. out of the uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anthemic, you got to write those. Certainly, this is this is U two. This is U two. Yeah. If she's a U two fan, this is where it, it popped out. U two definitely knows how to play to a big room. Yeah. This is like singing yeah. Hallelujah, even. Yeah. Oh yeah, you throw you throw that in there. It's awesome. This is like the graduation party song, right? Like as we play this at the court, you know, everything's gonna change. Yeah. So she's drawn us from the beginning of high school to the end. It's kind of the whole journey. She graduated early too, so 17. She's probably done with high school. I think she, she just encompassed the whole high school experience in one record. Probably method. She method wow. students. 
Um, I think Method Man. I think <laughs> they do a great album together. I think that I, I think it's a smart cookie probably did a little bit on the road tutelage, or like, eh, we don't need that. You don't yeah. need it. Yeah. You got like the honorary high school degree. <laughs> she took the test. Yeah. Turns out she can add, she can read. Yep. Go make millions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very Cheryl Crow right here. Yeah. Little Oasis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little. It, it's, it harkens to a lot of that. But, um, Definitely come a Larry Mullen beat going on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her YouTube bone is is sticking out on this one for sure. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a YouTube bone. Oh no. <laughs> I would. YouTube bone. I deserve it. Whatever you think about me, I deserve it, Chris. Right. <laughs> I think highly of you. I don't know if she has a song about that, though. It might be on the next album. Bono likes to sing Hallelujah, too. Yeah, and as far as, you know, Hallelujahs to sing, just like humming, very tough. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to be like uh, uh, Leonard Cohen to say Hallelujah. You got to be yeah. Bono. Yeah. And I guess Taylor Swift. You want to put your arms in the air when you hear it. It's something hardwired to that That's fucking... That's right. It's a celebratory... Yeah. It's like, it's like ancient for fuck, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Sumerian for like... It is, oh, oh, shit! It's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coldplay? Yeah. Get a bell That's, ringing. There yeah. should be a bell ringing. There is some guy hitting a Castivo back there playing the handbells in the back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb if we ever listen to her, the remix of this album, her redo of this album. There's a bell at the end of that one. Oh, it's got to be. There's not. Like, what'd you waste your time for? That whole. Yeah. Your budget wasn't big enough? I, she did get the original session players back in to play on. Like, really? Yeah, she went that far. Like, I don't doubt her commitment. She did make. She said yeah. if there were improvements to be made. That she, of yeah. course she would. If there were sonic improvements to me, you know, she was going to do it. But she wasn't going yeah. to change it or anything, but yeah, she got serious about it. But the, yeah, and she, in some of her interviews, she talks about, you know, how come, where's your big flash car and all that stuff? Um, she obviously. I can't drive yet. I'm 15. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. She, she does answer like that too. Like, <laughs> you didn't think of this. Um, are you sexualizing me right now? Like, uh, like some of the down the one. barrels, like. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. but yeah, got you looking. She, she said, I like to pay everybody that I work with well. This is the you know summary yeah. of it, so they feel like they're in the right place. You know, <laughs> she doesn't want to leave you know everybody hungry for fucking, yeah, I'm just gonna do the best job I can, kind of maybe. Mm-hmm. Then that deteriorates. She's fucking right. like, dude, get the if you got a good team, back build the team, build an empire. That's how it's done, brick by brick. Tell you what. Hit by hit. Taylor Swift, is there any ending to your career here? She's not even started yet. Fuck. Yeah, we want to see. This is it. 40 years old. That's why this record's kind of like, it's okay for me. That's my general feeling about that is like, 
That's yeah. a fine record for a 17-year-old. Actually, that's an impressive record oh, for a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, not something I'm going to throw in the rotation anytime soon, but a couple of those tunes you like hearing. But when there's they come some on. records she's about to make with with songs that she's about to sing that yeah. are going to just be like eternal. I mean, sky's the limit. Bigger, bigger than you two. Which yeah. is oh yeah, that's I mean who who For can say that kids like my uh, kids like my children's age yeah how is that not their U two how is that not their Beatles how you know yeah of course monument to shit yeah is the beginnings of it yeah stardom and uh, all of the big stuff Taylor <laughs> we wish you the best Continue from success, here please baby. give us a like put out subscribe <laughs> Taylor Taylor Swift. We need your help. I call on the Swifties. Swifties, the ghost of Bowie. Please Please rate and (laughs) mention something to Taylor (laughs) to uh, get us a bump, just a little bump. That's all we're looking for. Just a little bit. You think we'll get it on this episode? Not even on the next episode. That's fucked up. Smoke weed every day. Todd.